Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Why Do We Worry? The danger of wealth is that one may become a slave to it, where you end up serving mammon, that is materialism, instead of God. On the other hand, if one does not have much of this world's goods, the temptation is to worry. Both hoarding and worry are sin. In both cases, the issue is a lack of trust in God. And Jesus addressed both in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6.25, Jesus says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? The word therefore ties with what Jesus has just said regarding having the proper attitude towards money materialism. He has just addressed the issue of laying up treasure. Now he goes on to address the issue of worrying and not having enough. The key word here is worry. Jesus is not encouraging irresponsibility. Rather, he is addressing the issue of sinful worry. The word worry literally means to be drawn in different directions. Worry serves to tear us up. It is to be emotionally torn apart. Worry makes a mess out of a person. As you study the whole counsel of God, you will find that there is a difference between worry and proper concern, between worry and being properly responsible, between worry and proper planning. Jesus, Jesus is here addressing the issue of sinful worry. Do not worry is an imperative, meaning it's a command. Jesus is talking about the basic necessities of life related to food, drink, and clothing. And here in verse 25, Jesus argues from the greater to the lesser, saying, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Life has a greater purpose than food and clothing. Life is not merely to be about preoccupation with food and clothing, with obtaining stuff. We were created for God. Our major preoccupation in life is to be with God and the things of God. Yes, we need to make a living, but our life should be for God. Yes, we need to make a living, but life is more than food and clothing. And so Jesus says in Matthew 6, 26, look at the birds of the air. Go to your window right now and look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Think about it. Where do you stand as far as value? Are you not much more important than the birds? Here's an illustration of God's providential care. If anything in this world is a picture of carefree, it's the birds of the air. They fly about here and there, seemingly without a care in the world. Birds are completely dependent upon God's providential care. They don't sow or harvest, yet our Heavenly Father feeds them. God takes care of the birds. They are reliant upon Him for their food. Yet it is pointed out that even the birds do have to work for their food. God doesn't just throw worms up into their nests. We often say the early bird gets the worm. God provides, but he consistently does it through the means of hard work. However, Christ's point here is that God <clears throat> providentially takes care of the birds. 
And then he rhetorically asks, are you not of more value than they? And the expected answer is, of course we are much more value to God than the birds because we are created in the very image of God. Mankind is the crowning work of God's creation and therefore of the greatest value before him. We need to remember who it is that feeds us. In truth, it is our Heavenly Father. How Christ taught us to pray is a continual reminder of this. Give us this day our daily bread. And the birds remind us that normally it comes through the form of providential care, meaning God does it in keeping with the normal course of life through sovereignly controlling all the circumstances of life. Here Jesus emphasizes that if the lesser thing, feeding the birds, is true, assuredly God will also accomplish the greater thing, feeding us. And so he continues, Matthew 6, 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? The language here is a little bit ambiguous because of the word cubit and the word stature. However, stature can also be used in reference to a lifespan as seen in John 9:21. A cubit is 18 inches in length. Most commentators think the flow of thought related to quality of life relates better metaphorically to a person's lifespan. Worry never changes anything for the better. It can improve your circumstances or add time to your life. But it might make it shorter. You can, I think, in a sense, worry yourself to death. Jesus continues, Matthew 6, 28. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. So Jesus continues to emphasize God's providential care as seen in nature. God provides food for the birds. He provides clothing for the flowers of the field. Jesus probably spoke of the wild flowers that grow quickly in the Holy Land after the spring rains. These flowers don't toil, that is labor, or spin, that is spin and design as one might do with a thread. And yet God clothes them in a most beautiful fashion. Matthew 6, 29, And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Solomon, the wealthiest and most decorated king in the history of Israel, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like a single one of these beautiful wildflowers. And so Jesus continues, Matthew 6:30. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. The practice of the Jews was to collect these wildflowers and dry them out and then use them for fuel for heating or cooking. They had no lasting value, but even these relatively insignificant flowers served a purpose and were clothed in great beauty by God. How much more, then, can we expect God to clothe us? And then Jesus applies a mild rebuke, saying, O you of little faith, this is a faith issue. Before God, life is essentially a faith issue. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We come into a saving relationship with God through faith, but then after we are saved, he wants us to walk by faith, trusting him to meet our needs. Here in Matthew 6, Jesus revealed the cause for sinful anxiety and worry is a lack of faith. Worry shows we doubt the promise of God or we don't believe he's able to do what he says. That is an insult to the Almighty. He can take care of us. The culture is a mess, but God is still our Father. Politics is a mess, 
but God is still our Father. We see concerns all around, but the birds are still eating and the flowers are still looking good. How much more is our Heavenly Father still able to take care of us? If you're dealing with anxiety, let me encourage you to just get away from it all and go out and look at the birds for a while. Let them teach you some sound theology. Are you worried? Check out the flowers. They are not here by accident in all their glory. God closed them in this way, and he is able to take care of you and me too. Little faith implies a deficiency of faith and not a total absence of it. Remember, Jesus is addressing his followers who already know God as their father, meaning they are people of faith. But you can be a person of faith and yet have little faith. Jesus wants us to become people of great faith, trusting him for absolutely everything. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us. Uh, We are not to be those hoarding up wealth, uh, laying up treasure for ourselves here on earth, but really laying up treasure in heaven. And then, Lord, if we don't have anything, uh, so to speak, uh, we're not to be worried. Lord, we're to pray, give us this day our daily bread, depending on you for our daily provision. You take care of us. You just you take care of the birds, you clothe the flowers, surely you as our Father will also take care of us. Help us to trust you, uh, to be people of great faith and not people of little faith characterized by worry. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.